Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of It's a Definite Maybe, a podcast for those of you who are just trying to figure it all out, with your favorite co hosts, as always, Stella and Rosie. On today's episode, we're taking a trip down memory lane. We'll talk about some of our favorite childhood memories, such as putting on performances playing Club Penguin, and stealing random things from primary school. So as we've covered in a previous episode, I have been going through a process of cleaning and clearing out my childhood bedroom and getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And it's been such a weird and interesting process going through that and I've been getting super nostalgic as I'm I've been sure. uncovering all of these <laughs> things that I have held on to over the years and really transport me back to my childhood and it got me thinking about <laughs> things that we did as kids that might have been weird or funny or that some of you guys did or we're not sure if you guys did and we thought we'd talk about some of those. Oh, hell yeah. This is such a fun episode to prep for because at first I was like, oh, I didn't do that much weird stuff as a kid or have that many weird things. And then I was like, thought about it for five minutes and I was like, oh, yeah, I was, like, oh, <laughs> I was so weird. Nothing strange. Well, you and I have always <laughs> both been pretty creative people, I would like to say. Like we we naturally tend to yeah. want to be the center of attention as much as possible, particularly when we oh were younger. <laughs> and we're very creative and, you know, there's there's plenty of things going on up in our brains. So it's one of those things where going through a bedroom or taking a trip down memory lane is all of these things come up and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. That's so cringe. But like, wouldn't be where I am now if it weren't for me doing weird things as a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. I could I could tell from a young age that I was definitely going to be a theatre kid or a performer just by like what mm. I did. I, I remember very distinctly, I was at my primary school best friend's house. We were maybe like eight and I think it was Christmas Eve and we were like, we're going to make up a dance and then perform oh my for her mum. And this is definitely not not the only time that I would, like, create a routine. We'd, like, dance and, like, perform and it would be a whole thing. We'd have, like, music and choreographed. And I did this for a long time and I, oh, my God, I don't know how my parents or her parents or any parents would just put up with our shit because they were like, you're eight. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Like, stop. I know. I used to do the exact same thing as well. There's a Queensland trip in particular <laughs> that I took with my cousins one year and my brother, and we did the exact same thing. It was me and my cousin who <laughs> is closest in age to me. We were always like the theatre kids of the family, and so we were the ones who devised this Lovely. massive plan to put on this play and it would be elaborate and it would have multi-acts and multi-scenes and it would be this whole big thing. Oh we gave God. everyone characters and costumes and all of that sort of stuff. It was a massive thing. I'm pretty sure we even like made and gave tickets or we pretended to give tickets or something like wow. that to our family who were not in the play to watch it. Oh, my it. God. That's dedication. Oh, yeah. We went all out. <laughs> we don't do anything half-assed over here. And it I was just that. so much fun. Like I don't even remember the subject matter of the play or anything about it. I just remember it was this whole elaborate operation to create this random play where probably nothing at all happened oh and we were just mucking around and just having a great time. <laughs> but it was awesome. I didn't realise how much I missed like playing pretend or dress up because the more we talk about it, the more mm. I'm like, oh, I went through a phase of like, 
playing spies. Oh my God, same. We would create, we would create like fake passports and wallets and we would like put everything in like a briefcase and make up this whole backstory and we're like, we're spies. And that was definitely a phase in like primary school age, like. Am I the only one that did that? Like, did anyone else pretend Definitely to be Definitely not, as in you weren't the only one who did that. Me and my friends did the exact okay, same good. thing as well. And there was, what else did we play? Why are we like We played this? Mums and Dads. That was specifically what the game was called. I did that less. Yeah, we, we did a lot of Mums and Dads <laughs> in my childhood. And it was, it wasn't mm. even like male and female or anything like that. Like, we weren't. It wasn't co-ed play necessarily. It was just we would take turns pretending to be the mum or the dad and then we would and <laughs> then so there good. would usually be one of us who would pretend to be a baby or something like that and we'd be looking after the friend that's oh a baby God. or we'd play shops or Goodness. something. Like I remember I would go to the playground. Oh, who didn't play shops? That was for so sure, fun. For sure, for sure. Meant to be mini entrepreneurs from a very young age. <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) but I remember I used to go to the playground with my dad and would like get all this tan bark. I don't know if they have that overseas, but in Australia, in our playgrounds, at some playgrounds at least, I don't know if it's still really a thing. We have like tan bark, which is this little, little pieces of bark. Yeah, wood chips essentially, but kind of hard. I love it. You're like, it's tan bark. It's pieces of tan bark. It's pieces of bark. I don't know. I don't know how to describe tan bark. (laughs) Anyway, wood chips. That's kind of the the best way to do it. Little shards of wood, but not sharp necessarily. Sometimes they're sharp. Not great. Anyway, I digress. I used to gather up tan bark and some of the tan bark would be things that my dad had ordered and some of it would be money and there would obviously be no way of differentiating which tan bark was money and which tan bark was was the the things that I was selling. But in my heart I knew (laughs) and I expected my dad to know as well. I remember very, very distinctly in primary school using tan bark to cook with. I was like, this is soup eat it. I've like whisked it up for you. Like, did I just want to be a housewife in primary school? Because <laughs> we would, there would be a few of us as well. There would be a certain corner like next to the, the boundary fences in my school. And there was a, like a sort of really low, like shrub mm. bush and you could kind of crawl under. And we were like, oh, we're going to dedicate this to being our secret cubby house and hidey hole or whatever. So we would spend every recess filling it with like sticks and then we'd come back after the weekend it would be kind of destroyed or like we'd be like did someone steal our timber because we would put in you know like treat it like Mm. money or like you know going back to the whole spy thing it's precious jewels or for some reason it's food I'm like no it's just wood chips but again another like what this is just like unlocking so many memories did you also like were you obsessed with the idea of like a cubby house because the house that I grew up in when I was like eight had a really tall sort of mm. cupboard and you could when I was younger you could like climb up the shelves and sit at the top and I was obsessed with making it like a reading nook I wanted a tree house I just wanted anywhere that I could sort of like you know chill out and it was kind of secret it was kind of mm. spy and it was just kind of like I don't know it made me feel more grown up it was what what is that oh, about? yeah you love a cubby house as a as a child Cubby houses are great. It's like your own little space that's just yours and it might be super tiny and cramped, but like it's your space, which is really nice. Well, I think there was also that whole thing in TV shows and movies and whatever where 
the kids would have a massive tree. backyard and there would be a big old tree in the backyard and they would have a tree house and it would be all cool and decked out and they could go there and hang out and do whatever they wanted and they were every they were yeah. independent and you know all that kind of stuff so we grew up having this it feels very american totally totally but we grew up having this ideal of a cubby house or a tree house or something like that that was our own little space where we could be an adult and you know feel grown up and everything i just think of the one the two that come to mind are like Mm -hmm. the simpsons obviously but then the one in high school musical and i just remember i think it's in the third high school musical and they've just won like the championship game or whatever and hit Troy and Vanessa like up the top and it's like a whole damn house I'm like what unrealistic standard are you setting (laughs) for my 12 year old brain like even though High School Musical 3 probably came out when we were like 17 but like whatever well I remember as well when I was a kid I had a plastic Barbie cubby house thing that stood up and everything it was basically like a little room inside a room except It was, like, so plastic and toxic smelling. Like, it's amazing that this thing was even (laughs) on the market in the first place. I don't know if it was just ours or if it was a a universal issue, but this thing smelt like plastic and chemicals and it was awful and, like, we couldn't spend too much time in there otherwise we would get lightheaded and whatever and Dad was like, I think he eventually just kind of decided that it was probably – didn't need to be in the house anymore because it was probably going to be a danger to us so we got rid of it I think that's fair but I do remember like cats do me and my brother used to love boxes like boxes that you would pack stuff away (gasps) in and so we would always like cut holes in boxes and make them into like rocket ships (laughs) and like draw on them and stuff like that and create these little worlds inside these packing boxes and end up you know setting up a shop oh or a God. rocket ship or whatever or even if it was just like a little home for our toys and then we would play in that the things that you would come up with as a child like if you were to give me a box now and say make something out of this my brain would be like um i don't, I don't know what to do with this Whereas you would have a practical use for it as opposed to kids where their brains see this thing and they're so creative or a lot of kids are just super creative and immediately have a million different things floating around in their head that they could do with this simple, simple Mm -hmm. item. I vividly remember making furniture, like spending hours on a weekend cutting up boxes, cutting up felt and Mm. egg cartons. I made a couch for my beanie kids out of an egg carton. I don't know why I remember that. And it would be like like you, I would have their entire home in this box. It would have a living room and a kitchen. And I was just like obsessed with protecting Mm. this and be like, it it must stay perfect. No one can knock this over. Oh, they have to have a pillow, okay? (laughs) Oh, they have to have a bed made out of this small toothpaste box or something. And I just think about that today and I'm like, this has just got to go on the recycling bin. It's it's mess. Like I, I miss having that pure curiosity mm. and wonder and un, untapped sort of creativity as like an eight-year-old. And now today I'm like, okay, so we're moving boxes around on PowerPoint, not in yeah, real life. Yeah, it's the imagination and the curiosity and the wonder that is captured when you're a kid versus when you grow old and cynical and everything loses its meaning. Mm 
Do you, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but did you ever play like Mini Clip or Club Penguin or like any of those? Oh my God, Club Penguin. Absolutely. Okay, I had Neopets. I had Neopets. Habbo Hotel. I, I was literally. Do you remember Habbo Hotel? Okay. So this is weird because I never played Habbo Hotel, but like, oh. I swear to God, once, once every like three months, my boyfriend will bring it up and how he used to sort of like scam people on Habbo Hotel. And he was like oh my 12. God. <laughs> he would like stitch them up. Oh my God. I was so addicted to Habbo Hotel. It got like really bad. I remember there was a way that you could buy currency within Habbo Hotel by calling some number and inputting like a unique code into it so that it would like charge to your phone bill and then put the credits into your account. And so naturally as a kid who has no concept of money and the fact that like that's money that my parents have to pay for because they pay the phone bill, I – would do this excessively and spent <gasps> so much money on Habbo Hotel credits through our home phone <sighs> and got in so much shit with my parents. <laughs> but, like, I had a super decked out Habbo room and or multiple rooms and I was able to afford the, like, Habbo club, which meant that I unlocked oh cool furniture and oh. items and, like, outfits that I could Same. wear. My Habbo character was, like, absolutely Kidding decked out incredible minor price to pay for like the probably hundreds of dollars (laughs) that I spent on our home phone plan which back then like was definitely a lot of money oh totally I I just remember playing Club Penguin and I was never allowed to get the Club Penguin membership but you would go to the people's igloos that had rich parents or had parents that were like yeah "Yeah, I'm gonna throw money this random online internet game and they would have all of the cool costumes and furniture and I worked my ass Mm -hmm. off to get as many free things as I could I was like I'm gonna get the most out of this and I still have no shame to this day that when I was on exchange and I was like a uni student I was 21 I was sitting in class in some random Canadian university playing Club Penguin because my friend and I were like, oh, my God, <laughs> it still exists. Let's create an account. And we did, and it was lit, and it was great. I remember as well on Club Penguin you would have, like they would censor things like really, <gasps> really heavily as yes. well. They did the same thing in Habbo Hotel. In Habbo Hotel their word for it was Boba. So every time oh you would God. type in a swear word it would say Boba instead. And, you and would get, so you like, would too, try right? and – Totally. I think so. Like if you said it too many times, I don't know if there was an auto moderation thing by the end of it where you would get banned if you try and said something or like kicked off or whatever, or if it was like you had to be reported because I know that you could report people in the game anyway, but Boba was their thing and you always would try and say swear words that you weren't sure were swear words, but maybe might've been or words that were kind of on the cusp of potentially (laughs) being banned. And you would just see if it would turn into Boba. And it was the same thing with club penguin as well except the club penguin target market was younger Mm. from memory it was like children their threshold yeah so their threshold for what is appropriate and inappropriate was like a lot lower Mm -hmm. and so you could say things that weren't even offensive at all and you would get kicked off right because it was like sorry you said something offensive and it's like what the heck i didn't even say anything i just want to talk to my random penguin friend But I used to love Club Penguin so much. I was obsessed. I remember when they came out with like the Puffles update and for a while they had the Spy update where you did like spy missions and then they brought. I had so many of like the special event items when they would like have an event that would be on. Yes. Totally. Because that's that's the other thing as well. Christmas and Halloween. When it comes to. 
100%. Even now with the games that I play and they have like special events for certain times of year or even just random weekend events or during the week events or whatever it is, there's this massive fascination that I've always had with collecting things. Me too. Particularly exclusive items oh God, or yeah. things that you'll only – like they're kind of a status item almost because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, this thing was there five years ago. So I've been playing this game for that long. Yes. So, you know, I knew about this before it was cool kind of thing. Like that's been a pretty yeah. common thread throughout a lot of the things that I've engaged with and games that I've played over the years. Mm-hmm. Club Penguin is no exception. Habbo Hotel, same. You could collect badges that oh, said fine. like 2006, New Year's Day, that's whatever, fine. and it would show how long you had been there for. <laughs> I I was the same. I still am. Like I play games now. I'm like, I must collect the things. But I used to bring this to real life as well. I was trying to think about like what I collected as a kid. And I mean, I, I still collect mm. stuff. Like uh, there's a bowl in my same. coffee table that is filled with rocks from a beach in Adelaide because I was like, we must <laughs> have these. But as a kid, I just remember. But they're Adelaide rocks. I know, but they're mine now. And they're like from a nice <laughs> trip. And like I carted them all the way from South Australia to Melbourne. Oh, my God. But like, I, as a kid, I would collect every single shell. I remember having, like, takeaway containers Same, filled with shells. Dude. I collect, and I still to this day, stretchy pennies, which you used to only get in, like, America, and you would put in a penny. It would be like a machine. You'd wind this crank. Oh. It would flatten out the penny, and it would imprint, like, a, you know, a design, a design on it. But yeah. the cool part was is you actually put in a real penny. These days they just have, like, copper medallions all over the world mm. at major tourist sites so you, you can do it wherever but I did that for a while and for some reason I remember this very vividly when I used to do ballet classes when I was very young I was like 8 to 11 or 8 to 12 I don't remember exactly but there would be really big sort of acorn trees outside my dance studio and they would drop like the biggest leaves ever in autumn or fall if you're from America. And I would collect these leaves and I'd be like, oh, my God, it's perfect. And it would be like bigger than my head. And so I would just have these leaves in my cupboard. My dad was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Um, Yeah, so I collected leaves for a while. Dude, I collected snails. There was one time specifically that I remember, I don't know why this thought has has stuck with me all of these years or this memory has stuck with me all of these years, but when I was in prep, me and my friend went around at recess or lunchtime or something and collected snails oh and God. put them in this egg carton no. and then we would put <laughs> the egg carton like in our backpack to take home oh no. and then we would go out and play again. And then I remember there was one recess or lunchtime where we went and we checked on our little egg cartons to be like, oh, what are our snails doing? So exciting. <laughs> and they were all gone. <gasps> And we were like, oh, my God, what the heck? They've escaped. This is ridiculous. We should just go out and get more snails. And so out we ran to get more snails. I've realized since time has passed that most likely what had happened was the snails didn't escape from our backpacks and these egg cartons. The teachers were probably clocking on to what we were Mm. doing, seeing us carrying these poor snails in these egg cartons and depositing them in our lockers and in our backpacks and being like, (laughs) no, we've got to set these things free and just depositing them back in the garden. And then we would repeat the cycle all over again when we realised, oh, my God, the snails have escaped. It was probably the same, like, Paul Five snails, just being like, WTF. I know. Like, what? Why? I just want to chill out of my flower. Seriously? 
I just want to eat this leaf. Is that so much to ask? Are snails that easy to find? Like, I don't remember finding snails that easily unless it was raining. Well, that's the thing. It was mostly, like, in rainy weather right. and we would be playing outside and whatever. It's not like we would be finding snails all year round. <laughs> I love it. I, I as a kid, was ashamed to admit this, but now as a 27-year-old, it's, like, fine. I used to steal a lot as a kid, but, like, nothing nothing major. Oh, like, I'm not going to didn't. I'm not going to serve prison time, but for some reason in grade one when I was, like, what, seven, we had these cool crayons. They were wind-up crayons called Zoom crayons. I don't know if anyone else has heard oh of God, a Zoom yes. crayon. And I was like, oh, these are incredible. So I stole a packet of Zoom crayons, brought them home, and I think my – I was terrible at hiding things, so I hid them under my covers and I was at school one day and mum had found them when she was changing my bed sheets. She was like, you have to return these. And I was like, oh, okay. <sighs> and I lied about it and I didn't return them and then she found them again. And so she walked me to school, stood me in front of the teacher and made me apologize and I had never been so mortified in my life. Like, fair enough, I'd stolen school property at like seven, <laughs> so like very valid. But I thought they were so elite. Oh, who didn't steal stuff from school, honestly? Like the most <laughs> random shit I stole from school. Like I remember it was earlier on in my schooling years when we were just learning how to count and, you know, learning about OG all the, the basic essentials of, <laughs> basic. of how to life. <laughs> and there were these little plastic bears that were different colours <gasps> and they were different sizes as I well. And so we would create these, you know, like mama bear and baby bear and all that sort of stuff. But they were different sizes, different colours, and I just had this obsession with them and I would steal those sometimes. Oh, my God, that's so good. Or there are those like marble kind of things where they're flat, like they're stones, <gasps> oh and they're God. flat on one side, they like but they're kind of like marble or something, like fairy garden. Totally, yes. totally. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And like they're round, and yeah. If I have a photo of them, or like can find a photo online, or even if I have some of these things still, and I've been able to track them down, we'll post a photo of them on our Instagram oh, to yeah. send you all on a trip down memory lane. Yes. But I used to steal those as well wow. to the point that like anywhere that I went that had them, I would like pocket a few so and I ended good. up with this massive collection of, <laughs> of them from did. just acquiring them across so the years in various different settings and situations. So there were so many little things like that that I was just like, ooh, I like this. I'm going to take this. School just had like the coolest things, especially mm. primary school. Like I don't care for a fancy calculator that I had in high school, like whatever. Like I want the the Zoom crayons. I want the fancy smelling erasers. Like mm. I went through and maybe this is an Australian thing. I don't think it was an overseas brand at the time, but having like the latest fruit smelling smiggle eraser oh my god yes. i was raised on smiggle which was definitely like extortion and it was definitely a scam but every year i had to have the the latest pencil case the totally. latest eraser and you i walk past smiggle today and i'm like oh this is just trashy but when when it came out it was revolutionary it's so different now to how it was back in the day and yeah. I remember Smiggle was really like booming and it was cool and it was the thing that everyone wanted you were a cool at kid primary school. Had Smiggle totally, totally. Like it was the pencil cases, it was the erasers, it was like the smelling 
pencils and the sticky tape that you would just randomly stick on things and it had prints on it and stuff like that like the notebook like books or something everything all of the gel pens the gel pens oh my god people would line their notebooks at school with like smiggle tape and then people would swap tape so that people had different designs and it became like a status thing if you'd like swapped with a friend of yours and whatever but I remember in I want to say year three, we created this entire community in our desks of erasers or rubbers or wherever you're from, whatever you call them. And so we, we had those desks where they were kind of deep and so you could keep stuff in them and we had like dedicated desks rather than like wow. bringing your stuff into the classroom and just choosing a random spot to sit. So we had our tables that we we sat at and we created this whole like city basically with wow. erasers and we would have like different size ones that would be the parents and then we would have little <laughs> ones that would be the babies. One of the kids set up like a hospital in their desk, another one set up a school wow. and so we would like send our erasers to other people's desks (laughs) if they were sick and they needed to go to the hospital or like we would send our little baby erasers off to school and like we'd set up this entire ecosystem and we were all playing along and it was just the best that's so good it was so good I I remember I had donut shaped erasers from Smiggle were really big and I had for some reason a pig eraser. Those are some of the most impra- impractical rubbers I think I've ever used in my life. Oh, totally. Like, they don't trash. work. It's purely no. for the aesthetics but they of it. Smell good. There was there would be like an entire, I think, fruit basket totally of rubbers you could buy. Like grapes, strawberries, apples, and I'm like pineapple. Why am I erasing with a damn bunch of grapes? This is doing nothing. Well the thing was as well, I would always collect those things and because they were so cute and I liked them, I didn't want you to didn't actually use them. Use them. Mm. And so I just Guilty. ended up accumulating all of these things <laughs> that had no purpose essentially because I didn't want right. to actually use them for their intended purpose just mm. because I liked how they looked. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're the same person. (laughs) Well, Stell, this was a lovely walk down memory lane. I'm now going to go be sad and do my adult things like pay my bills and reminisce over playing like Mario Kart on my DS or whatever. But thank you guys, as always, for listening. Head over to our socials and we can keep up the conversation there. We'll put everything in the show notes. And, of course, we have an email. So feel free to just slide into the DMs and we can chat more there. Make sure to send this episode to a friend, send them on a trip down memory lane as well. Engage with us on socials and let us know the things that you collected or the things that you stole when you were a kid. We want to hear from you. Otherwise, (laughs) remember to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this right now. Really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Other than that, we will see you next week as we talk about more areas of life that might not have a one-size-fits-all approach on It's a Definite Maybe. We'll see you next time.